Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Seat Time. This is going to be episode 218. Um, Endurocross just wrapped up. We had the TKO before that. They had a national Enduro this weekend. National Heron Hound on the West Coast. Lots of crazy stuff to talk about. And Eric Kudla was only at like eight of them. So it was perfect. I don't know how he does it. He's like all over the place. But we're going to have him on the show to chat with him just about life in general, a couple facial hair tips, and maybe what it's like to be a ginger when there's too many lights on in a room and too many mirrors. It could be weird. But of course, we are the online show for the Offered Enthusiasts, and we really appreciate you guys tuning into our show. You can thank all of our fine sponsors by either going to your local dealer or your online retailer and make sure that you support the people that support us. So of course, Fly Racing just released their 2017 gear lineup, and that is going to be available to you through dealers and online retailers very, very shortly. If you're a sponsored rider, you get a chance to get them a little bit earlier. I am not one of those people, so I don't have have any of that shit yet but i do have the kinetic mesh riding in summer that's what you needs of course kinda tire we are going to be doing a caption contest and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the tko photo epic but so pay attention to instagram because we will have a caption contest coming out where you can win yourself a, a rear kinda ibex it's gonna be a good time there'll be a press release and shit all over the place it's gonna be fun so thank you kinda tires and of course srt off-road you can find more about those guys srtoffroad.com craig thompson the man himself sponsors a hell of a bunch of dudes out there racing dirt bikes and having a great time being an off-road enthusiast so thank you to srt for their support of course you can find us on uh, our website seattime.co if you want to subscribe to youtube to get alerted to all of our videos that's awesome stitcher and itunes stitcher or itunes whichever way you want to look at it however you do your audio podcast go subscribe to us there so you can catch all the good stuff and not have to look at my face and i'm going to say it again the chat room is tlk.com io slash seat time and i'm actually going to get in it uh we'll see if anybody else does we know eric kubla's in there because gingers so and then um we're going to have all kinds of stuff to talk about and we've got some stuff coming up but really quick let's check in with mr eric kudla mr kudla how is your evening going kind sir it's going good um just finished cleaning the air filter getting ready for the timekeeper enduro this weekend aces and uh local series and uh added a new section of my trail in the back and uh, got groceries. Is it a section in your trail specifically to remind yourself how to time keep? No, it's it's uh, how to not suck at this stuff. <laughs> it's, East Coast is weird, it, isn't it? It is very hard and different. And uh, there's no traction. And But all the locals are like, it's great traction. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning it. So I got some off-camera stuff. Some, some. When it gets wet, it's gonna be really bad. So yeah. No. It, there, that's it, what I need to practice. Off-camber, so. especially when it gets slick and weird, is wet. Now, TKO yeah. off-camber, slick, weird, and wet is a totally different animal. So go practice that too, so you can uh, ride with us next year and not just walk around with your rule book, clapping it at people's faces, <laughs> slapping everybody in the faces. I will I DQ know, you. Personal with you, you know. So. That was cool. Cool. We were up in the in the um, canyon with the falls and everything, the waterfalls, and then I got to stand at the top of the shortest, hardest mud hill, I guess, 
uh, right in front of your uh, your guys' cabin. I don't, I don't know if you were staying in the cabin, but uh, no, you weren't. You were a long way away. Yeah, that was uh, Mr. Cook, uh, Mr. Cack, Mark Cack, and his buddy yeah. uh, Mark Weeks. Mark, Mark, I call him Mike every time. The Marks? But anyways, yeah, so just moved to Ohio, and I've gotten to race like five weeks out of the six weeks that I've been here and go to a bunch of other events, so it's, it's been really cool. That's um, the way we like to hear it, man. Well, okay, yeah. so... We didn't get a chance to really talk to you too much after the TKO. What were some of your experiences? I mean, did you you, you dug it? I would assume. Oh, absolutely! That was uh, my first time being at TKO, and so um, I mean, I uh, most of us have seen it. Um, at least the enthusiasts that follow Extreme Enduro and all that other stuff. But uh, it was it was huge. It was a lot bigger than than it looks. I mean, because the cameras can only get to so many places, so you only see the close stuff. There's, I mean, the trail was, what is it, 17 miles or 14 miles or something? It was yes. Nearly impassable stuff the whole time. Um, and then uh, the spectators. There was a ridiculous amount of spectators. It was dumping rain all Sunday morning and most of Sunday, and there were still probably 2,000 people there, in my opinion. Anyways. Yeah. There was, it was there awesome was to see the numbers. growth. What's going to be interesting is as we get to the point that uh, it grows and if Red Bull does make it a signature series next year or do it live, either way, it's going to obviously draw more attention. And with their marketing yeah. giant behind it, to see the amount of people that will be there live, it's going to be pretty intense. And they're going to honestly have to figure out a better way to kind of funnel people around. Like the maps work, but they're not great. Um, and, oh, they but, need some over unders. They need some. Yeah, they need to take some like cues that. from a couple of motocross tracks for sure. Yeah, or Disneyland. I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, that's what it was like. I mean, as soon as as soon as the race was over and they opened the the tape, it was just a rush of people, just like some amusement park or like Black Friday or something like that, just to go back to their <laughs> camp and finish barbecuing or whatever. I love the. But, it uh, was Black Friday. Yeah, that was, that's actually a pretty good way to look at it. Well, um, yeah. With, with all the content that, that that was out there after the fact and some of the stuff that we just released today, I have to ask, did you get a chance to see the photo epic and that we put out, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I scrolled through it, and then I wasn't in it, so I closed it. <sighs> that was how I missed out, right? It's like if I had put Eric Kula yeah, in there, uh, we'd have gotten five more seconds of your love. Uh, yeah, of, of your, no, I didn't time because uh, you got interviews of everybody, and, and I, gotta, I, mean, I was at work when I scrolled through but it, but it, it looked great. A lot of blurry photos that were cool. So, <laughs> a lot, a lot of well, well let's say, quote unquote, yeah, well done blurry well, photos. Blur. Yeah, no, 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 in a bad way. Like it was like action shots, and uh, you could tell that they were trying, and it was cool. Yes, I, I, and that's one of the things is uh, that when I kind of get out there and take these pictures and stuff, I'm really kind of trying to play around with different techniques, if you will, because for me. Um, I'm a big fan of Pinkbike. Pinkbike.com does some epic photo yeah. epics for a lot of the downhill events and Enduro National the, the Enduro World Series that they have going on. And so I've really kind of tried to take cues from that to try to learn and learn different techniques. The one that Steven's showing right now of Colton Haker down uh, about a quarter of the way down the page is probably one of my favorite ones from the event. Um, and it's kind of crazy that I'm like, using a wide angle and I have a crop sensor. So for those who don't know what that means, I'm probably about a foot and a half away from him. So <laughs> like really, really close. Um, but what did you think? Did you get a chance to listen to any of the audio? Um, well, I was standing right there when you uh, interviewed Ben Kelly. So ah, perfect. I know it, it's going to be cool. Well, so yeah, I, like, so I like the way that you interviewed it. It wasn't like you were, you were, uh, 
just asking like, oh, and uh, so would you drink before the race? Uh, nothing like that. It was like, it was content. It was good content. So, awesome. Well, I appreciate I, I like, that. I like your style for sure. The fact that I'm a, a little bit more loose lipped than most people. <laughs> yeah. But still keep it professional, which is that, I mean, that's, and you kept it rolling and there, there wasn't any ums. I love that. Um, Thank you. I'm cool. glad that somebody actually notices that I try. <laughs> Everybody yeah, thinks that good. I'm the crazy guy that drinks too much beer and gets on the internet. But in reality, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we try to do to quote unquote be much more professional. And so what we're talking oh, yeah. about is the audio. So you can, when you're in the photo epic, I didn't get as much as I did last year, unfortunately. But one of the things is, is you can go, there's these little snippets and they're on SoundCloud. So you can just play them right there in the photo epic. So you can actually hear the riders talk about things. And I, I've kind of labeled it. So as it happened, um, within the race. Um, and we were talking about the photo caption. So actually, where Steven, go ahead and scroll to the to that one right there with Mitch. Nope, down one, sorry. The one with Mitch. Uh, that is going to be the caption contest image. We will be posting that on Instagram sometime this week, and there will be a caption contest for this image. And you can play off of what Mitch said or didn't say in his quote um, to try to win yourself akin to Ibex tire. So we'll have a fun little hashtag for it, and you can. Uh, it'll be on the seat time page. Everybody else is going to post about it, but the quotes have the comments have to be on the seat time Instagram uh, where we post it. So just watch out for that. So okay, well that's that's what we did, having fun with the TKO photo epic. I hope that you guys go check it out and enjoy it. Now there are ways to support seat time. At the very bottom, there's a link to go shop on Amazon. If you do that and buy something, that just gives us a little kickback for the fact that we brought you to Amazon and the other one is just like, hey, that's pretty awesome. I'd love to donate $5 or $10 or whatever you feel it's worth it for us to try to keep doing this kind of shit. So, and hi again. Uh, have you learned how to ride in the mud yet by being at the TKO? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, not at all. Uh, it's, um, cause even this weekend there was like, there wasn't mud. Ask any local, it was dry, bone dry, but there was a few spots. Trust me, because I knew it, and I had a hard time in it. And but um, no, I mean I'm learning, and uh, you know the Aces series, the um, local Ohio series, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. I mean I'm gonna do it this this coming weekend, and uh, so I'm looking forward to training um, and just doing what everybody said was just go faster, just don't slow down. So I guess that's my thanks, Taylor, and thanks. <laughs> Uh, yep. Ryan and everybody else. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you'll have a good time doing it. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be good. I mean, it is what it is. It's awesome, and, and it's a lot of fun, and everywhere I go is brand new, so I, I really like it a lot. I know. Well, let's talk about the National Enduro a little bit. So, one, tell me why it's called the Grassman National Enduro, because I'm like the Grassman. I was like, what in the heck? I, you know, I didn't get a chance to ask them the history of that, but all of the stuff that they had had the Yeti on it. Everything had Bigfoot, and their trophies were Bigfoot, and their T-shirts were Bigfoot, and they have a, a pre-run clip of Bigfoot riding through the woods on a dirt bike and all this stuff. Um, so I think it has something to do with that, probably. Okay. I would imagine. Grassman, also known as the Ohio Grassman, is a legendary ape-like cryptic that reportedly inhabits the grassland of Ohio. No shit. That's awesome. There you go. That's the best. If they, I if you they, hadn't they, said they, anything about the Sasquatches, I wouldn't have looked it up. Yeah, it's a no, it's Bigfoot type creature. Everything, everything Sasquatch, and I mean that's uh, that is absolutely uh, a great um, 
way to sell your event, I think. <laughs> I like the Sasquatch. Uh, there's actually a band out of Hesperia called Thrash Squatch, and they're like a thrash metal band, and all the songs are Yeti-themed. Uh, um, so. Do they have links to their songs on the internet that you could send me later? Yes, right now. Nah, well, don't 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 overdo it, man. i got to pay attention to my show. But, yes, send them my way. That'll be epic. I would like to listen to some Thrashwatch. 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 I can't say that fast once, let alone three times. Um, but talk to me about the National Enduro a little bit. You were saying it was dry, it was hot, you found a tad bit of mud, but it really wasn't that comforting. Um, no. Um, so, 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 I mean, this was a National Caliber event, and uh, I got on Minute 81. Uh, that was cool. Uh, Pennsylvania, I did the Pennsylvania National Enduro as well a couple uh, weeks ago, and I was, I mean, at 10. So it's like the opposite end of the, of the oh, crap spectrum. Um, and Pennsylvania uh, was, was rocky and fun. That was cool. But then there was a couple of really, really tight sections for me anyway, and that was not as cool. Uh, but then Ohio, uh, like I said, I was uh, minute 81, um, and it was really, really hot, probably mid to high 90s and um uh 60 percent humidity and uh i started at 10 20 so by about test four it was really hot and yeah, uh sure. man did you get on 81 because you didn't register soon enough or did you get yeah, on 81 because no. you picked it i no i did not pick that um i forgot to register and i registered in the morning and that was it. That's go. how fast it goes. I mean, it was probably, I think it was open for 10 hours and it was open already up to 81. Uh, so they were up into the one, 120s or something like that, I think. I, I got to look. But they had, I mean, there was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people there. And um, and uh, it was a good event. I mean, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. That's pretty spectacular, dude. But we saw Thad yeah. Duval get the win. Um, and if we look yeah. at the results, it's pretty awesome to see that Thad Duval coming out, getting his first National Enduro win at 120 minutes and 54 seconds. 124 minutes and 36 seconds was Russell Bobbitt right behind him. So not even a full minute. I love that. That is wow. just blows my mind that these guys are going to go through six national gnarly test sections, and they will not, at the end of the day, be a full minute apart. I mean, it, blows my mind <laughs> and i'm gonna yeah, be I mean, 30 minutes behind them whatever their score uh-huh. is <laughs> oh yeah look at 100 look at 126 overall that's me let's go um 126 eric kudla you were in the 30a class on a ktm which is nice and you were 164 minutes 67 yes. 167 so you were, so were 40 you were 44 minutes slower yeah that's, yeah that sounds about right but I wasn't last, so this is that's true. cool. How'd you do and in the 30A I, class? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been in the third. This is my third year. I mean, this is I'm 33. So. No, I mean, uh, how, how'd you do? Oh no, I didn't get last. I got 22nd. There you go, buddy. Out of 28. So. It's not last. I, you know what though? I was the last person that did all the tests. So. Dude, whatever. That just means you finished. Fuck them. So what? Yeah. Well, no. What happened was. Fifth test was 10 miles long, and at the five-mile mark, I gave up. <laughs> I said, I'm over this. I'm going home, but the shortest way is back on the whole course. That's what that was. So I I just rode. Talk to, to me. Talk to line. me. Talk to me. Why did you give up? Why did you try to pull a Brian it Pierce so like hot. he did at the TKO? It was so hot. It was so hot, but I didn't give up like you. I went to the finish line. 
I got all the way to the finish, and I was 22nd in class, last guy that did all the tests. And the biggest reason I did that was that was the only way I was going to beat the B rider on my row. Because you were like, I'm not pulling a Brian Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I'm not pulling a Piercy. I tell, I was sitting at the end of the fifth test, and I was like, I tell everyone not to give up. Crap. And so, so then I just finished because it was six miles down the road or six miles down the trail. Like, nah. We go on the trail, and that was the coolest section as far as uh, scenery. And uh, so it was cool. You know, it was super hot, though. I mean, that was really that was really it. It was super hot. I just couldn't. Got to a point that we were at starter test five. We were sitting there for about ten minutes just in the sun, and like that's I'm over this. <laughs> I'm so hot. So, yep. but it was still like I said, it was a blast. It was still I was on the bike, I was trail riding, and that was kind of the whole time I was thinking is like, at least I'm not doing something stupid. So <laughs> this I'm is just, true. This I'm is riding. So I'm not doing drugs anyway. inside of some broken down house somewhere. Which apparently is most of Ohio. Is it really? Apparently there, there, there was like 38,000 deaths this year so far. Oh, I feel bad. Uh, now. Not to talk crap on the state, but that is something like it's been in the newspaper a lot. It's kind of weird. Well, a, it, it doesn't look like it. Like, I know. Well, you do look like you might have a little bit of a hovel house. You don't even have any furniture. Like if there was like three people passed out like with empty pizza boxes. Yeah. My dog is passed out. Let's see. He's done. <laughs> he, like he follows me on the trail. Does so, he really? Yeah, he runs after me, but he cuts the course like a dick and then and like catches me and then yeah it's pretty awesome that jerk well um it's fun to look at the results because i remember seeing thad duvall when he was posting and and now that you mentioned the sasquatch i do remember seeing the picture of him holding the sasquatch trophy talking about how he won and he made a comment in there he's like sorry if i screwed up the points for anybody because obviously he's not in the points chase this is the first national enduro he's done this year um and it's obviously his win it may have is it his first uh, national enduro ever I think that's what he said. Or no, that's his first national enduro since 2012. Okay, so first, but first national enduro win for sure. Um, I think that's the first time he's ever won one. He, he didn't, like, oh, I'll just do he didn't one. really f much up because right now Russell Bobbitt's got the lead, uh, 174 points, and then Baylor is in third. Grant Baylor with 153. Then we got Stewart Baylor in second with 152. But they were so close. That's pretty close. But they were so close, now, they would have. Yeah. He, he would Grant Baylor would have had fourteen points, and Stuart Baylor would have had sixteen points. So luckily, that didn't. That's nothing. That wasn't a thing. And then Josh Strang coming is fourth in the series right now with one hundred and eighteen. Again, if he would have had the four extra points, that wouldn't have really like gotten him that much closer to Grant Baylor. So honestly, like for the top five guys, it really didn't do anything, which is great. Well, you know, for it not and, to like be a thing. You know what? When people say that. When like Thad says that to me, that's racing. He shouldn't have come and beat those. I mean, they shouldn't have let him beat him, beat them. I mean, if that's it, they, they let him win. I mean, granted, he was he was just he. They all tried super hard, but I mean, that's racing. That's that's yep. uh, part of it. You know, you you, you got to beat these guys that show up out of nowhere. And, and uh, like he, when Eric Kudla moves to Ohio and joins a 30A oh, class. Uh, did you hear too? Taylor Robert did the exact same thing at the National Hair. I know we were going to talk about he it. How insane! That's a great segue. That's his first National Hair and Hound, National Hair and Hound ever, ever. And he won it, but and Gary Sutherland was it. keeping him honest. Yeah, which was awesome. he was five seconds behind him at the end of loop two, and and uh, but that was awesome because um, one, I kind of like when I when well, of course he was a late entry, so I had to get him in there you know 
but uh, I'm just making I'm giving him a hard time because he's an ISDE guy and then he was late to sign up. So That's anyways, um, so <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, so it was cool that he was coming. I was really excited to see that he was coming, and I was like, well, you know, it is a slower style hare and hound because of where it's at in Caliani and Nevada, which is like just this little town in the middle of the. It's a, it actually used to be a stop for the steam train and it used to have to fill up with water right there. And that's why the train station is right there. And now there's that town there. Um, and, uh, is there still a whorehouse? Cause we know there was one when there was a train. Oh, uh, I mean, it is Nevada. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's illegal there though in that, in that County because that, that area is pretty, it's very, very Mormon, like pretty much that whole belt uh-huh. all the way down to Utah. If you look up the history of a lot of those places, it's somewhere the Morgan tra- the Mormon Trail stopped. Like they were just going south, and they were like, "This is fine." And <laughs> I'm done stayed, walking. I'm, this is great. Our carriage broke down right here. We'll stay here. That's generally like because when we travel uh, all over the place, we uh, Google uh, my girlfriend Ocean Googles uh, whatever little town we're going through. If you, you're going, there's a right turn and there's a little town and there's a left turn and you're out of it already. And finding out what why that's there and it's kind of cool to know you know to learn that about those places so anyways Caliani um yeah it was a slower race and uh I mean he but he got out front in the beginning and I mean for him he said it was fast it, as far as you know racing goes but for Heron Hounds it's one of the slower ones okay and is it like much more rocky or just like much more single track or what it's was just the... tighter okay. you're, you're in like big cedars and and in washes and uh going up to the side of mountains and down the side of mountains because we're there about uh i think 2,000 feet or a thousand feet above vegas so you're in the mountains i mean there's some pretty uh hectic climbs and descents but i mean not any more rocks than the regular desert it's just our regular desert you'll go seven miles across a valley that way right and that's it and that's where you're going and when you get to that side you're going to do some stuff and then you're going to have to come seven miles back across that valley so, and as fast as you can go, period. And that's it. So it's a little different. It's just, uh, so actually the finale this year is going to be in Lucerne. And uh, the next two rounds actually are uh, Red Mountain for Jackrabbits. And I'm actually going to be there. So I'll be there for Jackrabbits and for Hundreds. I just got the, the thumbs up to go to the Hundreds, the finale, and give the number one plate. Shake. Shake. Uh, That'll be fun hand- for you. It's not like you haven't ever done that before. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be the first, first for everything. But, uh, but, uh, no, it'll be cool. Cause it'll be kind of be able to go back and, and, uh, and, uh, help and, but then also not be hundred percent in charge of it and actually get to watch it all happen. So it's cool. Uh, so it turns out Steven sent me a text message and I totally missed it. He said, do you get any TKO video footage from this year? Was, uh, somebody hit us up on the YouTube chat. Um, we did. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm still working a full-time job. Steven and I opened a co-working studio as a secondary way to fucking lose money. And then we do seat time. We do all this other stuff. And then of course we have families. So, Honestly, like my night up until today, uh, putting out the f- photo epic has been going through photos like the hour or two hours that I have. And so now, once we have that, now that that's up, I'm going to start going to the video footage to be able to put some raw footage up for you guys again, like we have in the past. We've just been 
way too swamped for uh for us to be able to like roll through all that kinds of stuff so thank you for asking it will be up there um and and honestly steven's probably going to get the sea time adventures video done for next week before i'm going to get the tko footage done we've just got our hands in too many things and it's kind of crazy but it is what it is and i'm appreciative that you guys care enough to ask about it um speaking of stuff to come though we were talking a little bit about team usa and the isde uh what do you what did you think uh of the shirt that we're working on, Mr. Eric Kudla. It's awesome. Did you America. get a, did, did you get a picture of it, Steven? Oh, he's grabbing it right now. We don't have it yet. He's bringing it up, folks. It's gonna be there. So as it's coming up to the third quarter, and as we were talking about doing, we did a first quarter, a second quarter. We want to do a third quarter, and then we're gonna have everything plus a new shirt for sale right before Christmas. And so um, we're hoping that this goes uh, a certain way that we can partner with the AMA. We just, you know, if it doesn't, that's okay too. But regardless of us partnering with them or not, we're going to, half of the proceeds will go to the um, Team USA. If we write a check to Eric because we partnered up or didn't, we're going to write a check and it's going to go to Eric Kudla for the for the ISDE guys. So definitely look for not that. To me. Well, to Eric Kudla's hand. <laughs> it does. It, it goes care of Eric Kudla. Care of Eric Kudla. Um, yeah, yeah. And so with that, though, we wanted to give a little bit of our uh, our beer drinking and bench racing panache, if you will, to this T-shirt. So we, it's, uh, it's all about fueling up uh, and hydration station, if you will. So once Steven gets that going, he'll put that up there for you guys to check out while we continue to talk. Um, so what's next for you, though, Mr. Eric Kudla? Oh, yeah. So I was uh, talking to you a little bit earlier about AMA Congress. Mm. And so, you know, it's kind of cool because uh, I'm brand new and I get to go straight into pretty much the biggest uh, thing that the AMA does. I mean, one of the, one of the largest um, – I mean, this is what the AMA is, really. It's, it's – uh, what AMA Congress is is uh, representatives from every district in the United States, which is every region, and there's 44 districts, actually. So um, they go all across the United States, and there are representatives that represent recreation, um, competition, ATV, um, and there's there's a couple different congressmen for each region. And, uh, I mean, not all regions have congressmen because not all regions are active. Um, but they all come together. They all make rule proposals um, for things to look forward to in the future, um, things to be changed, things that need, need to be addressed because it's a new, it's, it's 2001, not 1968 anymore. Um, and they all, I mean, it's a three, four day deal. They, they vote on it and they, they put together the rules and put together the programs. And that is actually what the AMA rulebook is run on. It's not something that the AMA, um, uh, creates and dictates. It's something that all the individual districts actually write themselves. Um, and then, and so it's kind of, it's a it's a cool thing to like be writing some stuff up, and this is going to be the future of off road. Um, I hope it works, <laughs> kind of thing, you know. And um, so it's uh, it's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of it, and that's what's coming up in the first week in October. Well, what is your part play in that? Are you a congressman in the um, sense of a district, no, or are you a director? No. So you're. I just. I, I'm, I don't have any role as far as that goes. Um, this year we can make staff submissions. Um, so there'll be staff submissions along with the uh, Congress submissions. And, um, and the Congress uh, submissions, a lot of that has to do with uh, 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 offer committees and stuff that have been put together, offer commission, I mean, that has people like uh, Alan Rant, uh, Andy Collinan, uh, Jay Hall, um, 
Rob Nimala, guys from all over that are part of Big Series that also help put together some of the uh, rules and stuff that, that then the congressmen uh, propose and they, they submit. And then basically what I do is I manage the meeting and just make sure it keeps moving forward and, and we keep voting on things and we keep discussing things and we try not to get sidetracked on, uh, you know, because if any of you have ever been to a District 37 meeting, um, it's going to be like that, but with 20 or so different districts all in the room at the same time. So it sounds like you're going to have to so, moderate the shit out of it. It's going to be fun. I mean, I've, I've been part of meetings like that for quite a while. Um, uh, I went to a lot of the District 37 meetings. Not a lot. I don't want to put it, say anything against the guys. I mean, there's people that go, that have been going to the meetings for 40 years, every meeting and, and, or, or been going to for 10 years every meeting or, or whatever. And I've gone to a handful of the meetings, but I've participated. And then we run the NHHA meetings and then we run all our club meetings. So there's a lot of different uh, levels of that kind of stuff that I've gotten to do. So I'm actually really looking forward to being a part of it because I think, like I said, um, I'm really excited about it. Um, because Is there a way that you think you could slip a rule in that says that seat time is the official show of the AMA racing? You just got to get it submitted um, by a congressman. You said, you, said, you said that there's staff submissions, bro. Oh, yeah, there is. Write me a proposal. I'll see if it makes sense. <laughs> it's too serious. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of a good joke on that. But uh, <laughs> that was I mean, that's, that's not really, uh, you know, obviously I got to take it more seriously. But um, you don't have uh, to. You're choosing well, to. Uh, yes. Yes. And um, uh, but there's a lot of cool things that are coming up uh, as far as Congress goes. We've got a lot of exciting um um, submissions and uh, ideas from a lot of different areas that are are going to be worked on at this Congress, and I think uh, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool, uh, all the things that we have coming up. I like it. You know, we just got trolled by Jacob Argybright in the chat room. Oh, he said, yo. Cool. I know. But I mean, like, he's like, bro, it's 8.30. It is my time. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Eric Kudla is making a lot of sense right now talking about things on the internet. Okay, well, I guess we can just be real quick. Since Jake's ready, if he's ready. Oh no, I, I, I'm I'm being honest. I was I was saying that we're having good conversations. Uh, okay. Good. So uh, uh, for to to kind of wrap up the AMA Congress thing, is this something that that we as AMA members should start to try to reach out to our congressmen now if we think that there's something that they should try to bring to the table, or is it uh, too late for that and we should well, be paying more attention the, late earlier? Well, the due date is tomorrow. So wow. So no. But that's something that uh, we're working on uh, towards for uh, next year. But as far as um, that, you can you can contact your congressman actually on the AMA website. If you go to the AMA website, uh, congressman is right on there. Your congressman is all listed, and you can contact him. You can contact all the congressmen if you want. And if you have something that you believe in and that you think should be addressed, you can find uh, because a lot of them are very uh, specialized. Some of them are, are MX congressmen, or some of them are are. Um, you know, we do specifically dual sport or we do something like that. Um, uh, they, uh, I lost my train of thought now, but anyways, you contact a handful of them and you'll find one that, uh, you know, understands what you're talking about. Uh, like if it's enduro or hare and hound or something like that, um, and can help you out and might want to, might help put together a proposal. Um, so you can do that, uh, kind of at any time. Um, but the due date's tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah. We missed that one. We missed that one. <laughs> I missed that one. But also Soon. another way 
Another way uh, to uh, get involved is to be a part of a local district if you have one. Um, uh, I know a lot of places like Ohio and, and a, lot, a lot of the places on the east and the central, central middle and to the north and south and east. Um, Texas. They, uh, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma and places like that don't have recognized districts. But the places that do, West Coast, uh, a lot of places on the East Coast, a couple in the middle there, um, your your district has a congressman that's been voted voted as the congressman, been nominated, and that's the person. So if you go through your district and you know have an issue and you want it to be brought up to the uh, to Congress and to potentially be part of the rule book, and um, then you, you got to be proactive, you got to make it happen. But uh, that's what it's all about, and that's what I think is really cool about um, being on this side of the AMA is actually seeing how big. And, and uh, important the process is. I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, when you when you're not part of the AMA or you're somewhere that's not really involved with them, you know, you oh they're just I gotta pay them fifty nine forty nine dollars, and that's it. Okay, but you don't realize that it's not that's not even it's there's a lot more a lot more to it. It's it's uh, you know the rules are written by you guys and we just we just enforce them. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what we're doing. All he right. walks around with a rule book in his back pocket just getting ready to DQ people. Yeah, no, that's all I do. Okay, that's really it. quickly, really quickly, give me the key points of to why the Tennessee knockout extreme enduro is not an enduro. Go. Oh, uh, because you can walk the course. I mean, it's the it's like the first rule of, it's in the general rules. And, and, and it's, I think it's the first or second rule in the rule book for the enduros themselves is you can't walk the course. So, there you go. And so, what do we it call it? Have, An extreme hair scramble? Well, extreme scramble? Well, extreme horror? I think, well, what we actually are coming up with is an extreme off-road uh, discipline. That's one of the big things um, that uh, we're doing at Congress. Or I, I'm, uh, Actually, Nick Ferringer uh, helped to um, kind of initiate it. And, uh, you know, I was kind of walking around the pits in Pennsylvania at the National Enduro. Just randomly walked over to Nick and said, hey, Nick, well, you know, what – what do you what do you want? I'm the AMA guy, you know. I got my, my shirt on. What do you what do you want? What can I do for you? What do you need? What do you what do you think should be different? And um, he's like, there need, enduro needs to be they need to be harder. We need to make a series that I can win. <laughs> so so he's like, we need to make an extreme series. And so I was like, okay, well let's write some let's write some rules up. Let's create a discipline. And is the first step to anything anything at all national, regional, whatever is having a discipline and having a definition of that in the rule. And so step one is creating that extreme off-road discipline. And that's the step that we're in right now. And and it's the first step to a lot of things, which will be really cool. Um, so that's one of the big things that, I, uh, that I'm very excited about. I like it. Extreme off-road. It makes it sound... Yeah. Much it's, it's, less interesting, but at the same time, uh, it makes it sound less like an enduro that it actually I mean, isn't. But that's what it is. I mean, oh no, I'm, you I'm with still you. Still call it an extreme enduro, whatever you want to call the event, that's fine. But um, it's so that it's not breaking the rules. <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's so that we can define what it is, and I'm, and it's, we're keeping it. I'm keeping it very wide open because, as you know, I mean, the whole thing about extreme enduro is you don't know what it's going to be. You show up and they're going to go, oh, yeah, okay, so it's five on a row, uh, but this one only kind of counts. The next one's with the one that really counts. Or they say, okay, 
uh, amateurs first. Like King of the Motos the first year. That was this very big surprise. They just went, surprise, you're first. Oh, and it's a, uh, a Le Mans start. There you go. Have fun with that. So, and that was something we decided right on the, on the fly. And that's, that's kind of the, what I want to instill in the events is that, is that you, it's kind of going into the unknown. And even if they, I mean, if they say it on the fly or whatever, every event's different. They've all got their own flavor. They've all got their own thing. And, um, so that's what I want to, I want to be able to define that and, and make it, uh, define the undefinable, I guess, oh and make it, um, uh, make it something real that we could, expand upon as the AMA and as off-road community as a whole. I like it. Well, I'm just excited because what was fun meeting uh, meeting you at the TKO and being able to talk to you about some of this stuff is to really get into your enthusiasm. And it shows the first time we talked to you about seat time after you got into the AMA, and it shows now. And I think everybody out there should be extremely stoked that we have somebody like Eric Kudla behind the behind the wheels of kind of like off-road racing in America right now with AMA racing because of the fact that this is what we need. We need somebody who actually gives a shit um, and wants us to be better, wants us to have more fun and kick ass on dirt bikes because dirt bikes are rad and enduros are hard. Yeah. So and, uh, there's always that. And, then, and next time I come on, I'll talk about ISD qualifiers for next year. That's that's something big. So um, next time, though. So, I like it. Well, yeah, we'll do that next time because Jacob yeah. Argubright is waiting to talk about his awesomeness from this past weekend and all the things that he's been doing this year. Well, obviously, as always, we appreciate your your uh, time and your effort, kind sir, and uh, have fun out there. Keep us abreast of the AMA Congress and all of the racing that you do do, and I'm sure that within the next month we'll probably have you back on because it's just good to talk to such a fine, young, upstanding gentleman. Now, you said doo-doo. <laughs> okay i gotta go now okay bye, bye. okay bye. <laughs> all right we're gonna get mr jacob argubright on so as we pull up mr jacob argubright what i wanted to let you guys know about is this thursday evening we're going to try to pull together to get on um uh the muddy microphone podcast so this is a, a, fr- a friend of steven's that he's met behind the scenes uh just because we've done seat time and he's done muddy microphone podcast and through us doing our two podcasts steven has reached out and become friends with this dude and started chatting with him and after we did seat time adventures he thought it'd be really cool for us to come on and have a chance to talk about seat time adventures to him while also talking about some of the idiosyncrasies that go on with podcasting and just being people in the world of, of, of the internet. So that'll be pretty interesting. So go give a, give a search for Muddy Microphone Podcast and subscribe to that channel. Check them out. Uh, I do believe it's a podcast only, um, and we may be streaming it while we're working on it. We're trying to figure all that out, but just pay attention for it sometime Thursday evening. And then, Mr. Jacob Argubright, thank you, kind sir, for not only jumping in the chat room and mis- mis- making Mr. Mark Cook feel special, but thank you for coming on the show and just being awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great Absolutely. to be on. I know, it's been so long. And I think this is the first time that you're actually sitting at a desk. I feel like every other time you were like sitting on the floor, like leaned up against the wall. Yeah, I got my office together. I think the last time I was in my van or like hanging out with my dog. <laughs> dog and- it's, it's probably true. It's okay. Well, that's I think that's one of the best things about this show is that we've had people in Starbucks. We've had people in McDonald's. We've had people on the floor, in their van. Like, I love that. Like, honestly, like, yes. Let's just get on the internet and talk because that's what this is more about than it needing to be some, you know, high standard or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, exactly. I like that calendar behind you. Is that an official Husqvarna calendar? Because it looks like it's the colors. It is. It's an official Husqvarna calendar, and I use it for all my racing. I was about to say, does it officially also have all of your races on it? <laughs> I like it. Well, dude, what the heck have you been up to? I mean, I know that, like, obviously this past weekend you raced a National Hare and Hound, but we haven't heard about you guys for a while over there on the West Coast, so what the heck have you been up to? Um. Well, my wife is now the chairwoman of NHHA. Nice. So I've been helping her. Yeah, I've been helping her do that. And a lot of big changes there. And um, I went and did uh, Vegas Torino, Best in the Desert. That's right. I, that's I, right. Iron Man that two weeks ago. And that was fun. And just been training and doing the last couple of Heron Hounds. Okay, I have a question. Let's go to the Vegas Torino. And you, when you Ironman that race, talk to me a little bit about what that's like because I've, you know, again, I'm a Texas guy, never really raced on the West Coast kind of a thing. So tell us a little bit about the event itself and then what it's like to Ironman that kind of an event. Um, well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of logistics. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, I want to get into rally racing, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to do a long-distance desert race because I do here in Hounds and stuff, but they're only like like 100 miles, and each day was at least 300 miles. There was two days. Right. And and um, just uh, kind of broaden my horizon and try something different. Well, um, it's interesting you say that about rally racing. Um, have you what, – what rally events have you been looking into potentially to give a go at? Um, I see. Well, a, is that a road book actually hanging in your window? It is. It is actually Quinn Cody's rally book. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I know Baja rally is sold out for this year, but I'm still trying to get in. Um, as far as go ahead, I have a spot for you. Do you, I can't go and I have a spot. I'll take it. Seriously. I can't go. And like, I've been trying to find somebody to buy the spot from me and you don't even like, we'll talk about it, but that's awesome. I think we can get, I'll talk to, cause, uh, Scotty's been texting me. He's like, what are we going to do? I was like, I don't know, man. Like I can't go like works fucked me. So yeah, I'd love to go. And I'm currently building the bike, um, right now and just trying to get it working and stuff. And I just got to learn the navigation. I know that's the hard part and I really got to work at it. Well, um, so and it's it, this is okay. This is taking a totally different turn, and I'm excited about this turn because I really do think that rally is a sport that has not come to the states correctly. Um, I, in the sense that I don't, I don't know why it hasn't caught on more. Maybe it's just honestly because we don't have enough events, which we only have like two or three in the states. But the fact that the Baja Rally happens, there's other rallies that happen um, down in Mexico. Like these are places that people should go do these events because to me, it's it's the old timekeeping enduros on steroids you know it's yeah. it, it's 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 much less of the mental timekeeping right the, the actual physical clock and eight times harder is all the navigation you know that took the place of just being there on time now you're like actually following that stinking roadbook to figure out how where and why right um, yeah exactly so and i could i could barely follow directions to like go to restaurants and places so it's it's, uh, it's definitely on steroids. What? So with going through Quinn Co with like working with Quinn Cody, going through his rally book and stuff like that, like what are some of the key points that you think you're starting to gather and pick up on? Um, well, I'm actually not quite there. I just I was given that by uh, Robbie Goldsby, and um, 
he we cut we kind of had a chat on the phone and he just told me when I'm ready when I get the bike together and get my road book stuff together then um I'll go, I'll go out with him and you know do his course and he'll kind of show me some things but I did a couple times use um what's it called is it a, is it a jerk tart or whatever the enduro things with the little knobs oh yes yeah uh, yeah yeah uh like the route yeah the route chart yeah yeah yeah, so for Vegas Torino a couple of times, I have a couple of loops in the CERN, like road loops I made, and I just literally went on rallynavigator.com, I think it is, and just made my own. Nice. And just, just like hand rolled it, just to get some like super basic practice. That's awesome, though. I, I'm glad that it's it's such a weird, it's just different. Like especially, like for me, it was the the growth of, timekeeping enduros right i did that growing up with my father so now that we're into the national enduros where there's no timekeeping involved it was kind of like okay i just had to get the brain thinking again in that whole regard so looking down and and going off of this sheet right you know you're just looking at more crap (laughs) on the sheet than you were off of the route sheet from an enduro um it made sense and so it was again by no means was i fast Though I was only two seconds slower than Charles Jersa one day, if I do remember correctly. Ooh. I just want to say I did blow up the bike the next day, too, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. So, you need to have you reached out to Dave Peckham at Rally Management Services? I have not. He might be a good guy, too. I mean, you're, you're saying all the right names. Like, the good thing is, is you're not like, you know, talking to Joe Blow, whoever. The good thing, you know, you've got Charles Jersa obviously has done the Baja Rally, multi, you know, and, and won the amateur class. He's gone back for the pro class. Like, he's going to be a great recess for you. And I know you guys are super close. And then, of course, you've got, uh, you're talking about Quinn Cody. And then there's so many other people. Alex Martins at Conflict Motorsports would be a good one. And Dave Peckham at Rally Management Services. Both of those yeah. guys would be huge contacts that are less inundated in your side of the dirt bike industry and more inundated in the rally side of the dirt bike industry. Yeah. And another awesome name I actually, who I just met this week on is Kellen Walsh. He was the hare for the hare and hound and he rode on his rally bike. No. Yeah. It was awesome. He, uh, you're like, Hey buddy. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. He sat at the autograph signing we got to hang out and like, he was awesome. And, um, uh, I'd like it if he helped me too. That's so cool, man. Well, that's really exciting. Um, so are you, with the bike that you're building, are you getting help from Husqvarna on that, or is it something you're kind of piecing together on your own, or, or maybe a little bit of both? Or It's a little bit of both. Um, my boss, Timmy, has been awesome. He's been awesome through everything, especially Vegas Torino, because he knows a lot about Baja and like long-distance desert races. And um, I know I just got to keep talking with him and just kind of let him guide me, because I think he knows how to get more resources than I do. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, and I guess it's understandable. I mean, like, he's older. He's been around. He's also your team manager. So his contacts are, at this point are much deeper than yours. I think as long as you're asking him the right questions, then he's going to come up for that, you know, with the right answers for you. So it's probably a smart move. A smart move. That's awesome, dude. I really do hope that, you have, uh, that we can make this work. I have no idea. We'll have to talk to Scotty um, to see if that's, that's a valuable uh, – swap uh for you to yeah. do the baja rally in my spot but that would be epic um wait 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 is seat time's gonna sponsor me for my entry uh again like i said we're gonna have to talk about this i really i don't really know what seat time would get out of this at this point in time so we'll have to see what that looks like good helmet cam <laughs> 
bro, we're so beyond helmet cams, man. Helmet cams were so 2012, bro. <laughs> no, seriously, we'll chat. It'll be fun. We'll we'll, we'll right. see what happens. Um, National Hair and Hound this past weekend. It was interesting because we got a chance. Eric Kula and I were chatting on it a little bit. You jumped in the chat room, and then you and Mark Cook cuck, got a chance to go into all that kinds of stuff. So this, it's interesting. I want to hear it from your perspective as a racer that this is a hair and hound that is not as fast as some of the other hair and hounds, but then you know a little bit rockier and things of that nature. So explain that a little bit more from the racer's perspective uh, on what some of that means. Well, the course generally there is a lot of fun, flowy sand washes, and you'll go into some trees and like it's um, it's yeah, it's tighter. But this past weekend, they actually stepped up the difficulty of it 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 was constantly rocky and it wasn't like anything stupid um it was just just constant rock and like actually it was a perfect race for taylor roberts to come to because the course was wet they had a lot of rain and so um traction was good and it was rocky and like it was well marked and it, it was a good race that's cool dude um yeah, so Rocky in a National Hare and Hound, it's it, 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 like, you know, you've seen pictures that Mark Correa has taken and things of that nature, and I've seen lots of rocks, right, in the videos that Bo Coddington has put out and things of that nature. So from what Eric was describing earlier, you know, where maybe you guys have this seven, eight-mile-long valley, you know, is that sometimes if that's more sandy to some of the rockier sections that you guys would ride, and then you maybe come back in some of those more sandy sections again? So it's not always kind of that constant rock? Yeah, like so it depends where you go. Okay, if okay. You, if you go down in Southern California, it's sandy everywhere. It's it's sand with like a hard packed base and it, you could be going across valleys that are really sandy, but the sand up in Nevada is different. And the whole like the actual rocks are different. Interesting. So it ma- it makes a difference like where you are as far as rocks. That's weird. And that's that's what blows me away because in my world too, like I grew up doing enduros in southern Louisiana in pine trees, right? So I can talk to you about a lot of the different types of dirt, a lot of different trees and like how like West Texas trees are different from East Texas trees, right? And I, yeah. it, you're, you're doing the exact same thing and it just I don't even think about that because I don't ride there. So it's really interesting to hear those same small idiosyncrasies of the different parts of the larger desert, you know, like... Exactly. It's not all the exact same, just sand, right? Yeah, and you can't, like, you can go through the bushes down here in Southern California most of the time, but you can't go through the bushes because they're either, they're too strong, they're like trees in Nevada, or they have, like, rocks behind them. (laughs) That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) And that comes with a lot of uh, troubleshooting, I guess. (laughs) Like, I learned that the hard way, and I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh yeah we have uh well, mesquite trees in West Texas and those are the guys it's like if you if you ride it like you would a traditional bush in East Texas where you can kind of lean into it a little and kind of cut the turn um you know it'll give and it'll kind of go with you as long as it's just some of the smaller more sapling style limbs but in West yeah. Texas if you try to do that to a mesquite tree it will either scrape the shit out of you or it will pull you off the bike half the time. Um, so I'd imagine you're kind of, that's kind of what you're talking about, that they look like a tree or a bush, but it is, is yeah. a, a fierce hey. object. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, man. I love this. So, Oh, no Enduro Cross talk yet. Oh, man. We're just getting pounded in the chat room. 
So let's see about this. You are a Husqvarna rider, and your teammate, Mr. Colton Haker, won the Enduro Cross this past weekend in Atlanta to open up the 2016 series. How awesome is that? That's awesome. Uh, you know, we're really pushing that all Husqvarna, even Europe, we're all one team, and we're, we all have the same goal, so it's, it's awesome for him to win. Um, he's, he's an amazing rider, and uh, I have yet to watch the recap, and I want to see him tear it up. And um, I know he can keep keep the ball rolling and take the, his second championship for the year. Oh, it'd be so cool. And I think it, it's weird because we had Super Enduro, right, where he won the world championship there with the FIM World Championship, which, you know, we got a chance to talk with him right after that. It was super amazing to, to do that. But then they had such a crazy break, right? You know, and, and I get it. I totally, you know, we've, we've had this discussion. Like, where we're at now, I think it's the smart thing to do. Even though we're in the back half, there's no Supercross in the way. There's no Motocross in the way. It gives everybody, it gives all the riders that are professionals in other disciplines of off-road racing to have a chance to actually enjoy watching some of the other types of racing when now enduro cross and it's much more truncated so it's easier to keep the uh enthusiasm of the season going but man alive they just had like a what like a six seven eight month break from when they finished uh, the super enduro to now and they haven't had a ton you know a ton of stuff going on so there's just been a lot of training for those guys to get to where they're at right now yeah and you know it's it's awesome that's going to be every week but it's going to be hard for the amateurs to get there. Like talking to some guys, it's hard to like take that much time off of work and like get to each round. I can't disagree because you're absolutely right. And, but the thing is, is that is it going to be a little bit more of that supercross motocross model now, where the amateurs and the 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 local pros are the ones that kind of start to be, you know. The, the gate fillers in this case, you know, they may not be they yeah. may not be able to follow the season like they did before because of the fact that it kind of spread it out like the national enduros do, right? Yeah, um, or like enduro cross has in the past. Is and it's tough because that means as a series they chose that they had to say okay, well we're going to kind of give those people up. But to your exact point, they're just not going to be able to take that kind of work off. You know, they're not going to be able to pay somebody to take their bike and then fly in and out of eight events throughout the back half of the year. That's just way too expensive, I can imagine. Yeah. Or SRT Off-Road, since they've got a huge team, maybe they should just, maybe that's what Craig should do, is some kind of like KR4-style Enduro-Cross bike rental slash trailer haul program. That's not a bad idea. I would patent it. <laughs> ah, stamped. <laughs> um, yeah, because they do, what is it, the... Uh, uh, Teddy Parks, right? He, Teddy Parks and one of the other guys, they do that. You know, it's like a couple hundred bucks a race. You got to sign on for the year, but you do a couple hundred bucks a race a year, and he sets you up with a mechanic and, and the sponsors and things like that, and then they haul your bike around and haul you around and things of that nature. And if they're going to yeah. be doing an Endurocross like this, it kind of makes sense for maybe some of the, the guys that are kind of trying to get into that season, into that series, to have an ability of that nature. But I don't know. The thing that, that sucks is we're talking this conversation and all we got a chance to do was watch a bunch of Facebook lives, Instagram posts, and then read a press release, right? That yeah. sucks. I wish, I don't know why we can't have live Enduro Cross. Like we, and, and I'll admit, for 2014 when we went to Atlanta, we did a, an okay job. We could do such a better job, but the problem is, is that it costs so much money to get out there. I don't, it, but I just don't, under, like, and we're, you know, 
it seems like it would be something that we should be able to do, but it's just not a thing for them. It sucks. Yeah, I think it's totally doable. And like one of our announcers, George Anthill, comes out and he doesn't do like live like race course feed, but he does live results and he he sits at the podium and talks to everyone on live. So I mean, if if we're making an attempt at Heron Hounds, you know, I feel like Heron, uh, Enduro Cross can do it. Right. That's a good point. Um, they need a, and I hate to say this because this is going to be so sexist, but they need a social media intern chick. <laughs> and not Meg, because Meg is the chairman. And I, it, th- That's the thing. It's like what people don't get, and I say it like that because that is a legitimate like job. That is so stressful. Like, it is. You're like running around not only trying to take pictures from your phone, get video from your phone, you're trying to find signal to post all this crap. How do you talk to each channel, you know, of your fans and followers and all that kinds of stuff? And then also making sure you're getting pictures from the people that are for the photographers for then you like to post these much more professional pictures than from your camera phone, right? Like, it's tough, man. And so you kind of need that dedicated person. So it's good to hear that he's kind of trying to, to, to get all that stuff going. Yeah. And actually, I would talk to Eric's replacement. His name is Jacob Mikna, and his girlfriend Carly are now the race directors for NHHA. And before, he was doing the media. So he can answer all those questions. I like it. Well, uh, Jacob Michna? Yep. All right. So he he actually worked with us. Um... We have been doing. I don't know if you noticed, but we did with with Ken, oh, yeah. with Kenda. We've been doing the the Kenda videos and things of that nature. And uh, because of that, uh, we wanted to get some more from the National Heron Hound. So Jake is actually the one that worked with us to get uh, a highlight footage from the race this past weekend. So I've got to do the voiceover and stuff and talk about you as the racers and things. But we will actually have that recap up sometime tomorrow or Thursday, and that's all shot and edited by Jake. So that's interesting that you. That you bring his name out because, uh, yeah, we I just met him online uh, about two or three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And I don't mean Tinder. <laughs> you wait, what? What is it? Uh, what's the gay one? Bender? Tinder? Uh, well, I think it says a lot that I didn't even know there was a gay one. <laughs> there is. Or at least I'm gonna admit to saying that I didn't know there was a gay one. <laughs> Maybe. We shall see. We shall see. So, third place, National Heron Hound. Ricky Brabeck being out of the country at the rally got you a lot closer in the points chase. Do you guys have two more rounds left? Yeah. We, uh, we have two more rounds up, like Eric says, and one is in Red Mountain, which I like, and one is in Lucerne Valley, which I also like. Um, they favor my style a little bit more, I guess, and it's kind of it's like my home turf, so I'm pretty excited. Very cool. Well, that's awesome, man. And it's, it, that's what's so neat, too. Like, you guys are... So, now, take us through what we were talking about, how the desert is not just the desert, right? It's not all one big piece of sand. Like, those, those two properties that you're kind of talking about, like, how do they differ, or how are they the same, um, terrain-wise? Well, well, like, if you go to the Utah Heron Hounds, like, you could be racing through sand dunes for the full first loop. And then the second loop, you can go into some hard-packed trees that are really tight. Then if you go to Panaka, it's really fun sand washes, and there could be monsoons and river crossings. Idaho, there could be also river crossings, and it's like two-track trail and single track, and it's like just a fast-paced trail ride with your buds the whole time. 
And then if you go down to Southern California, it's rough and hooped out and it it's just really tough. Not not as far as technicality, but just racing in general because the racing's really close and it just takes a lot of effort and stamina and just a lot of work. So Eric Kudla is saying that Red Mountain is his favorite. Is that one of the you say they both suit your style very well, but would you say that Red Mountain is a is a favorite of yours or is Eric Kudla crazy and a ginger? Uh Eric Kudla is a crazy ginger. Yeah, he just likes it because it says red in the word in the name. He does. Maybe that's his favorite place. I like Lucerne, but we should just change it to the to to Ginger Mountain. That's probably why he's just keep, he's like that's my favorite. One day it's going to be changed to Ginger Mountain. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so you've got those two events coming up, National Hare and Hound. We're going to try to see if we can talk to Scotty and get you into my spot for the Baja Rally. What else is coming up? Um, I may go do another Best in the Desert race. I'm looking maybe at the Blue Water Challenge. Um, it's more like Aaron Hound. There's not as much logistics. And then um, other than that, I think I'm done for the year and just going to get ready for next year. I want to try to do some more rallies. I'd also like to go to Australia to do some desert racing and Heron uh, Hound. That's pretty epic, dude. Yeah, Australia would be pretty epic. Um, was it Ian Blythe that went last year, the year before, and did one of the rallies down there in Australia? Um, but you would do like the Fink or something like that, right? You're probably not thinking rally as much as you are some of the desert racing that goes on down there. Yeah, I want to go do the Fink, but I also want to do the Western Australia Tri Series, just kind of as a warm up for um, the Fink, because I know Toby's really good. Yeah, and I want to put like a, a good effort to try and compete with him. I know that's it's a big order, but I think I can do it. Right. Uh, and I have a lot of friends in Australia, so. Um, I think I can make it happen. And you have a wife that I'm sure wouldn't mind taking a small trip to uh, trip to Australia either. Yeah, actually, we're going there in November for <sighs> our one year wedding anniversary. Woohoo! Congratulations, man! Just Thanks. let's just talk about that. How the hell has it been being married? Uh, really busy. Now nah, we're consumed with racing. We've been to, we've been in the desert the past three weekends, and then we got to go to Lucerne this weekend. It's it. Our life is consumed by desert racing, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, uh, it's so it's so interesting. Like I'm definitely not the person you know online on seat time. Now, if you want to go to seat time after dark, maybe am I going to give you advice on marriage? But what I think it's so interesting is like as you you know you go one year, two year, three year, four year, and I think we have six or seven this year. Six, six, six in September. Oh shit. That's next month. Uh, <laughs> September 24th. Steven, remind me. Uh, it's just like weird. Like every year you like pick up different stuff that you would want to tell people, right? And then you go, you know what? If they ask, I'm going to tell them, but I can't be that guy that's like, ah, ha, ha, look out for this. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah. one of those deals where like my advice isn't going to work for you because we're not the same. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I love. I love it. Like, and having kids is the same. Like, everybody's like, oh, they grow up so fast. And I'm like, no, they don't. A year is 365 days. They grow up the exact same every year. It's just that when all of a sudden it's been four years, it's just hard to remember the fact that they were born four years ago. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah. it's been a fucking amazing four years. Like, it hasn't been too fast. It's been, it's been four years. Like, so 
it's all that's why I'm always kind of like it's just kind of interesting when people like have weird sayings or advice and things of that nature. So I'm glad that you guys it's awesome that you guys are a team headed towards a goal, right? You know what I mean? And that that's I think marriage is more than anything else is like because if it's two people with different ideas and they're heading two different directions, it's not going to work out. But you guys working together not only yeah. in marriage but like desert racing, like that's Yeah. It's perfect. Like our goals are perfectly aligned and like my wife is awesome and she's really hard working and I definitely think we're going to make big things happen. I like it. No big babies yet though, right? Nah. Like it. I like it. Smartest thing I ever did after that third kid was get fixed. Just saying. <laughs> all right, I'll keep it in mind. It's, it's all now. It's back to practicing. <laughs> <laughs> you can never get enough practice. I, I agree. Like you could literally get better every day. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic thing. Well, dude, any last word for us before we let you go and enjoy that uh, that sunrise or sunset that you're getting over there in Cali? Um. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, it's awesome. Um. I think oh, hats off to Taylor Roberts. He wrote awesome. Um, I, I was listening to you guys talk earlier about uh, Thad coming, um, and like this past weekend, you know there was rumor that Taylor was coming, and some people said, "Oh, he wouldn't do good," and some people said, "Yeah, he's gonna kick ass." And um, I took him very seriously. He, he's an awesome all-around rider, and I'm glad he came. It's good for Heron Hound, and I talked to him after, and he said he had a blast, which is awesome. And as far as racing, come to a national hare and hound. Um, we got a lot of good people working, and I think it's going to be the next big series on the West Coast. I sure hope so. It's one of those situations where I've made one GNCC. I need to make more GNCCs, but at least I've made one, right? You know, you, know, you, you had your chance to come to New Mexico. We had an emergency replacement round, and he didn't come. Mark Cook made it. Mark Cock. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, there was something already going on that weekend. I know, I'm making excuses. I'm just saying. It's, it's okay. You know, the for, it was kind of an emergency round. We had some issues. It wasn't the standard format. It still went off great. But um, as far as next year, there could be another round in New Mexico you can make. You never know. I like it. I'm down. Is it going to be, if it were theoretically happening, would it theoretically be in the same place it was last year? Uh, would it make? In the same location? Oh, sorry, you can't hear me. <laughs> Earphones. <laughs> don't worry, I do that all the time. <laughs> um, tell you the truth, I don't know. I know it's in. It could be in New Mexico, but I don't know where. We could talk about people in New Mexico that might have a national hare and hound. I like it. Well, if it potentially shows up on a schedule, I will do my best to make sure that it winds up on my calendar. All right. I obviously look at this point. Mark Cook is probably already driving there, so I might as well just jump in his truck and take a bike. Oh, February Tarantula 100? What the hell is that? Eric Kula's in the chat room talking about tarantulas and hundreds of them. I don't know, man. That guy scares me sometime. What are you going to do? <sighs> well, dude, we really appreciate you coming on the show and taking some time. I'm sorry it's been so long, but, man, it's just, like, so tough sometimes to keep up with you crazy weirdos on the West Coast. So I appreciate you yeah. taking the time. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be on here anytime. I love it, man. Well, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Get... Have happy marriages, have happy desert racing makings, and uh, just, yeah, be always enjoy a pint full of awesome, right? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Later, man. We'll talk about Baja Rally after the fact. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Woohoo! All right. So, guys, one of the things we didn't get a chance to talk too much about, remember the TKO photo, photo epic. Make sure that you go check that out. Go to ctime.co, go to photo epics in the nav, and then go to the 2016 photo epic. We spent a lot of time trying to get that up there for you guys. We want you to enjoy those pictures. We want your feedback, too. What can we do better? What can we do different? If we went to more events, what would you want to see when we do into those kinds of events, those things of those nature? Thursday evening, pay attention for us to be on the Muddy Microphone Podcast. We'd love for you guys to go to subscribe to their podcast. Check them out. We're going to be talking about Sea Time Adventures, podcasting in general, and the fact that Steven's beard is more badass than my hair that is on top of my head. That is a thing. And then the Team USA shirt sale. So this, instead of being one week, will be a two-week sale. They'll be on sale September 1st through September 14th, a full two weeks. Half of all the proceeds go to Team USA. It is our donation to them. This is something we need you guys to help us out with. When you see that happen, not only do we need you to buy t-shirts, but we need you to share the shit out of it, okay? It needs to make it all its way around the industry, and people need to be like, who are these seat time people, and why is this happening? We need your help. So please help us out. And remember, you can find Seat Time um, on Stitcher and iTunes. We as well have our podcast out there, just like Muddy Microphone Podcast. You can go subscribe to that on Stitcher and or iTunes, whichever kind of device you have. Or you can catch out the archives that we post, obviously, there on YouTube. And then they go to the website, seattime.co. Our sponsors are amazing. You need to make sure that you support them and thank them for supporting us. So flyracing.com, go check out the 2017 gear. It is still hot in Texas. The kinetic mesh gear is not a bad idea. Kinda Tires, remember to look out for the Instagram caption contest coming your way to win a rear 18-inch Kinda Ibex so that you could test out the badassness of Extreme Enduro in your backyard trails or just look at and have fun and try to make a new toilet seat out of it. Whatever you want, you can be yours free. Just pay attention to Instagram. And then SRT Offroad at srtoffroad.com. If you need to protect your bike, you need to go look for your Kinda Ibex tires. You need to buy some of that stuff online. They're a great online source to do that to get some bitchin' bike protection. Go check them out. Of course, thank you very much. I am your host, Brian Pierce. You can find me on the internet at Woody B. Pierce all over the place. That's my stuffs. Uh, man, we'll be live again next week. We'll be talking about all kinds of cool shit going on. We got Enduro Cross, we got races, we got beers to drink. It's going to be a good time. And we're going to have more pictures of the t shirt all over the place. Look for that stuff on Thursday. As always, remember to enjoy a pipe full of awesome. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>